Welcome to Behind the Flag Podcast, sponsored by Get It Right Enterprises. Come on, join the crew and take the field during Friday Night Lights. We will learn from experienced guest presenters and mentors that will help you become a better football official, providing the tools to put you in the correct position to make the right call. Raise your officiating knowledge and strive to become the best football official and expert in National Federation High School rules. Learn the art of film breakdown, mechanics, and philosophies. You know, every year we have an entire off-season to get prepared. But in-season, you only have one chance to get it right. All right, here we go. We're back. It's October 2020. Um, I hope everybody had a good break, enjoyed their time away from uh, high school football a little bit. I know Ken and I took a breather, uh, went to Alaska for a little bit and did some fishing. Um, but tonight we're back and we're ready to go. Uh, we're gonna be talking about force, uh, loose ball, um, when it crosses the goal line, whether it's a touchback or a safety, when it goes out of the back of the end zone, um, a whole bunch of good stuff. But um, we have Dana Pappas with us. Uh, Dana? Good evening, everybody, and welcome back. As, uh, as Dennis said, it's October of 2020, which we're considering kind of the unveiling of the winter football webinars. And I'm excited to have everybody back. I'm excited to have football back in action. Um, I know it really wasn't that long ago that you all stopped doing the webinars, uh, but it seems like it's been forever. Of course, it's all a blur from March until now anyway. But um, what we're looking forward to is the uh, the individuals, Kenneth and Den, Estevan, uh, Kenneth, uh, Kenneth, Dennis and Ken, Esteban and Sean will be um, doing a force presentation tonight and then there will be webinars throughout this winter season prior to the holidays that officials in the sport of football can look at at their own convenience. We know that with the holidays, it's family time, it's time to you know, spend with them with the football season coming after the first of the year, you'll definitely be giving enough of your time um, after the first. So the purpose of really getting these done now and recording them is to give you the, the time to be able to look at them at your convenience and without impeding upon your, your family activities around the holidays. So I'm excited about uh, the presentation being put together tonight and I'm excited to see what else is in store from us or for us as we get going in the, the winter 2020 webinar season. So everybody that's involved with the production of these webinars, thank you for providing an educational tool for our football officials. And um, I look forward to the 2020-2021 football season. Uh, I know everybody's anxious and excited to get back to work. So we look forward to working with you this season and, and I'm really excited to see what these uh, webinars bring this winter. It's, uh, it's always uh, fun to get new information and to learn and I know everybody enjoys finding ways to work on their craft. So without further ado, I'll turn it back over to Dennis and company and they will get started with the, uh, with the content. Thanks for joining us, Dana. We really appreciate it. And I'm 
and I'm 100% positive that all the officials here in New Mexico that work for you um, wait to hear what, what you have to tell us and wait to uh, get back on the football field. We're just constantly looking at our arbiters, hoping that you, you guys send us some high school football games. So um, anytime the officials hear, hear something from you, um, it's always welcoming and of it's just words of encouragement. So again, thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate that. And you all know it's my my absolute pleasure. I love being around officials and um, I'm just, it kills me that you're not able to do what you love doing. So it's, you know, I'm glad to see that we're able to reunite in this way, at least. Thanks. Uh, Ken, are you there? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, the people outside New Mexico don't realize we have the best uh, commissioner of of athletics and Dana Pappas. She is nationally known and has our back through thick and thin. So Dana, thank you for everything you do for us. Uh, Sean Cooper, Esteban Baca, thank you guys for joining us tonight. And uh, Dr. Sean Cooper for putting on this presentation. Um, I'm licking my chops. I've been away from football too long and uh, looking forward to digging back in. So uh, Dennis, you got anything else before we turn it over to Sean? Yeah, and if you guys, if you guys didn't have a, um a chance yet to listen to the officiating mindset webinar podcast that uh, Brandon Cruz and Daniel Young put on for us. Uh, take a look at that. It's really great information. They talk about adversity, uh, having an open mindset versus a fixed mindset, and they just really dive deep into getting your mind ready to officiate a, a football game at all levels. So um, this kind of spins off from what they talked about and um, really gets us into the rule book and talking about force. Uh, this is a really hard rule to understand and to uh, apply on the field when so many things are happening during a loose ball. So um, again, take a look at that uh, and listen to that, that webinar and podcast. It's really great. Uh, with that, Sean Cooper, it's all yours. Great, Dennis, Ken, Esteban, Dana, thank you very much. Um, we're going to try to uh, stay on point, and uh, if you need to uh, get any information, make sure you visit the definitions of force and, and rule set two and, and some of the dialogue that's in 8.5. Those are the places that you're going to find the information on force. So today's uh, seminar presentation is a motivation why we're doing this. Uh, we'll go th quickly through the rule two definitions and start looking at plays under 8.5 and uh, di di dive deeply in the case plays. Uh, big idea here, as like Dennis said, is that uh, we have a lot going on with a loose ball going across the, the, line of, uh, the goal line. We have a few seconds to make a decision and we need to get it right. Uh, let's just test ourselves very shortly and we'll see a little animation of this. It's going to be first and goal at B's 10 yard line. Uh, there's going to be a sweep right. A1 pitches to his buddy. And the ball gets fumbled uh, at the 12, and the ball rolls on the ground. And B5 uh, at the five-yard line. B11 jumps on the ball, and the ball then squirts past the goal line and out the end line. So, so what happens there? So let's go look at that uh, play real quick. So uh, this is an animation. We'll see that the ball comes sweep right. Then there's a pitch out to the halfback, who then muffs it. And then the ball comes loose and gets over here about the five yard line. And the defense jumps on the ball, but is unable to secure it. And the ball squirts out 
its arm and out the end line. So the question at hand is, what happened? And of course, we're, we're uh, doing the timeout and we're saying, well, we've learned our force rules. The force rules say that the fumble, after it was on the ground, got a new force from the defense. The defense pushed it over the line and, and out of bounds. So it's, it's, un, it's unpossessed by a team player. In this case, this ball was pushed into their own end zone and this would be a safety against the defense. Now, Sean, I just want to clarify something there. When you were saying it's on the ground, that ball is grounded, right? It's no longer moving on its own force. So that's why B is applying a new force to the ball. Yes, uh, you know, this is where we have vague language in our book. It says that if the, after the ball's hit the ground, if the muff by the B creates new energy, new force and puts that ball into the end zone. So that's, that's a judgment call for us. Uh, I purposely put the ball on the five. So it was clear that this had enough energy from V jumping on the ball and not just from the muff by A2. And by the by the uh, the yeah the mishandle of the fumble by a two but you are correct there is some gray area about did the energy that b put on it was the what put it into the end zone so uh, here's the safety and we'll look at eight five two is is the rule for that uh, we're going to learn a bit about, uh, we'll, we'll emphasize the word with force. We'll let you look at these slides so we won't spend much time on leading all the pieces in it. Rule two talks about all the pieces. I've emphasized in some places about what we know after a fumble, our kick or backwards pass has been, ground, has been grounded. This is the thing, new forces occur after it's been on the ground a new force may result. So that was from Esteban's comment there. It might or might not, but and, and usually it, it, it's gonna probably be with that energy going across the back line, it probably is gonna be a new force. Uh, so responsibility, the loose ball, we're talking about loose balls coming across the goal line and what happens with that ball in the, in the end zone or if it goes out of bounds or if it's not uh, possessed by a team member, it becomes dead. So that's the emphasis of rule two. So uh, we have a odd rule in a high school. If a ball is fumbled into the end zone and nobody picks it up, we have some rules around that. Where, uh, and that's gonna be, we'll see a couple of those examples as we come forward. Um, I'm gonna move on to a couple of plays here about forces not a backwards. Uh, in the end zone, we'll look at play two. When a backwards pass or a fumble is declared dead in the end zone of the opponent of the player who passed or fumbled. Let's look at this one. This is one of the odd ones in our rule set. That's just not the same. So let me go find, excuse me while I move some navigation here. I'm gonna open play two. So in this play, play it's an odd play where we have basically kind of a sweep right and we have a little pitch out, but the, bump, the, the ball is fumbled into the end zone. And for some odd reason, everybody walks away and the ball lays there dead, unpossessed by the, anybody. In New Mexico, in, in high school football, in the in NFHS rule, that ball belongs to the offense as if they ran that ball and downed it that spot. And so we're gonna award them a touchdown. 
This is different than other leagues, so don't confuse that one. It doesn't happen very often. It is in our rule book and it is in our case book. So it is possible that a, what we really want to do officiating is get the ball, get the ball, get the ball. We don't want to face this one. But it, if this happens to you for some reason and it was fumbled, no matter who put the ball into the end zone, if it's dead, it's still in team possession, it's going to be a touchdown. Sean, just hearing you talk, it seems like we're really only concerned about force when the end zone is considered and the ball gets placed into the end zone. Is that correct? That's right. So force is always about ball from the playing field across the goal line, and it's a loose ball. So those are the, those are the, the parameters. Was the ball loose as it crossed the goal line? Who put that into there? And there's some odd sequences there because it's when it became loose, that's who created it. And that's the first loose. If it hits the ground, it becomes grounded. And then another player touches that ball and puts more energy on it than that person, that team has forced the ball into the end zone. So you have to, it's kind of like a ping pong kind of thing where sometimes you might be in possession of the ball, but the other team actually put the energy into the end zone. So I guess, you know, when it comes down to when we say, well, why is force important? Why should I know this? It's such a small part of the rule book. The resulting ruling on the field, is going to result in either points or an awarded touchback. It almost seems like on every single case because the ball is going to get forced into the end zone and the end zone's in play. That's right. So we have normal play when the ball gets loose and it goes out of bounds. It, it goes to the team that was in possession if it's in the regular field play but when it goes across the goal line then there's a whole battery of these uh, different uh, activities we have a, uh, a spreadsheet that we've built that we'll share with you and it'll help you kind of get a, a quick look at that and we'll share that at the end so uh, again uh, i'm not going to read the for uh, the playbook and eight five talks about scoring plays and touchbacks you know responsibility for forcing the ball from uh, the field a play across a goal line is attributed to the player who carries we don't care about carry so much in this part it carries that's going to be a touchdown or if they're carried in their own back uh, field then it's going to be a, a safety snaps passes fumbles kicks and balls so we also want to make sure that we understand that if there's an accidental touching of a, a loose ball by a player uh, or and it was blocked into the ball we're going to ignore that and it's not a new force you also, you know, any ball that's still in flight, whether it's a kick or a, ba a, a bat or a pass, any of those balls that have not touched the ground yet are still attributed to the uh, fumbling team, the offense. Uh, we, uh, we real momentum is part of 852, eight, and, and I think most of us understand 852. Uh, and it's a safety if a player forces a loose ball across their own goal line. It doesn't matter who, who's in possession of it. And then it, the ball becomes dead by going out of bounds. It's declared dead uh, out of bounds. So, so we'll talk about touchback. A touchback is when uh, a grounded, well, we come about these pieces. These are the normal ones where it's a kick. It's, a, it's gonna be a touchback if it's a failed kick, if it's a field goal attempt, uh, a scrimmage kick, and uh, here are some places where 
a fumble or a force might be into the end zone. So we're going to look at a couple of videos just to wet our teeth on this. So I believe you can see my screen. And so what we're going to have here is a play. Lynch in the backfield. I don't know if, it, if the sound is playing over there, but we're going to have a quarterback run over here for a try a try for the touchdown now watch the quarterback as he gets close to the end zone and he loses the ball before the end zone but the ball goes into the end zone and out the side zone so who forced the ball into the end zone who forced the loose ball in the end zone offense and so offense if they fumble into the opposing team then the opposing team gets the ball with a touchback yeah, did he lose the ball? Does it go out of the end zone? So we're going to go to uh, the next one. The second one. Here's the second one. There are, now, people hate that rule, right? I mean, they're saying, well, why don't you just go back to the spot where he fumbled it? But in NFHS, we don't have anything dealing with a forward fumble rule. That's correct. There's no fumble. There's no forward fumble rule, and I and I'm not going to talk about the 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 NFL. It seems like you know. So, but yes, for us, there isn't a forward fumble rule. So if you forward it, if fumble forward, there's going to be a couple scenarios that go with that one. So that's just a taste about what happens on the goal line. What happens to us? Here is another series of plays. Inside the red zone. So we have a pass play, a fumble. Now the defense picks up the ball, but now they're considered the offense at the moment as far as this is going into the end zone. This gentleman here celebrates a little too early and he fumbles. So there are a couple things that could happen with this fumble. He could recover it, that'd be a touchdown. The other team can, could recover it. It would be a touchback. Or if that ball then falls and out the back zone, back line, then uh, for us, that is also a touchback. Because they don't, you know, this team that's possessed the ball at the moment doesn't deserve that ball because they put it into the opposing team's goal line as a loose ball. Oh, my goodness. And in this case, the opposing team gets the ball, so that's going to be a touchback. And they get a new set of downs for that. And then finally, we have another one. There's put him. This one's an interesting play. So we're going to have a kick play and a block. That was blocked. The Bears have it. The Bears are going to get a touchdown. And our runner is celebrating a little too early, and that allows the defense to get better. So again, the offense is about to score into the opposing team's end zone. But the ball is stripped. And who forced that ball in the end zone? Well, the fumble, because it never hit the ground, the fumble is actually responsible by the black team, the offense team. And uh, so that ball was forced into the end zone by the runner's team. And then here we have the white team, and he's going to illegally punch the ball. He batted the ball. And so uh, that one uh, would be not a force issue at this point because that overrode it and that was a penalty. And in this case, that penalty is going to be assessed at the fumble and it would be half the distance 
So if I just wanted to see these things, what happened if we back this up slightly and what happens if, uh, if the ball had just gone all the way out of bounds? Or, you know, so you have to say, these are the weird things that happened to our plays. So these are just some things to whet our appetite with. So on, so on that last one, because he batted it out of his own end zone, that is now a safety? So no, he, that, he, that team never possessed the ball at that point. The black team was in possession of the ball. So they actually get the ball at the fumble spot plus penalty. So the, so the fumble, so in high school, it's the, if he fumbled it forward, he fumbled it at the one, uh -huh. fumbled into the end zone, defense punched it out of their own, back of their own end zone. We would have a, we would have a bean bag on the spot of the fumble. And it would be the end of the run, that, that particular, okay. since that's a loose ball penalty, the penalty occurred during loose ball against the opposing team. We're going to go to the spot where it became loose. Okay. And we're going to work. So our rule is the same as, as all rules for okay. that one. I just wanted to clarify that. that Absolutely. That, that's You're, you know, uh, hopefully people are saying, so a, a, a four pass is intercepted in B's end zone and it becomes dead there in B's end zone. So let's look at pay, play three. So these are some plays that we got out of the case book. We'll do several of them, but we want to be sensitive to time and we'd be glad to do some more later for you. So uh, R1 returns the second half kickoff to K's 10 yard line. This looks kind of similar to what we just saw and fumbles. The ball rolls into K's end zone or one of the kickers attempts to recover and forces the ball into his end zone. In both cases, the ball is in case end zone and no player of either team attempts to recover the ball. So this is one of those weird balls. And after waiting a few seconds, the, the, the referee sounds the whistle. So this is play three on my list. Sorry, guys. Play three. So I'm gonna get a better perspective here. We're gonna catch the ball. Gonna run it all the way back over to the five yard line and then fumbles it in the end zone and walks away. Just fumbles it into the end zone and walks away from there. And I know we'd say that never happens. And the ball just stays there and no one gets it. Well, because A is in possession of the ball, this is one of the exceptions in the force rule. If he forces it into the opposing end zone and it's not possessed by anybody, then it's going to be a it's going to be a touchdown. If this ball had um, gone out of bounds, had gone out of bounds, then we would have uh, then it would have been a touchback, and the kicking team would have got the ball at the twenty yard line. So here's a, a scrimmage kick. This was by K1 uh, from his own end zone is muffed in flight beyond a neutral zone by R1. So the ball comes out of the end zone. R1's trying to catch it. It never touches the ground before it hits him in the chest. It rebounds back into the end zone where it's recovered by K and the ball becomes dead back in the end zone. So he kicks it out of the end zone. R tries to grab the ball. And so in this case, it's going to be a safety 
because the force, force is when the ball became loose, that's when the ball got kicked. And it, and even though it hit the guy in the chest, there's no new force. The ball comes into the end zone, whether it hits the ground or not, doesn't matter at that point. And when Kay jumped on that ball, it was a touchback. Real quick. So we're gonna have a kick out of the end zone. R tries to get the ball, but it ricochets back. The kicker goes over and jumps on the ball in the end zone and is tackled into the end zone. Even though it looks like the receiver pushed that ball into the end zone because it did not hit the ground before he touched it, the responsibility for kicking the ball in the, his own end zone is, is attributed to the kicker. And so that's a safety. Sorry about that. So uh, I'm going to move on to play uh, six. Our R1 makes an over the catch uh, on his uh, on the scrimmage line, going into the center, running full speed in the direction of his goal line. His momentum carries an end zone with the ball, and then he's tackled in there. So this is where the momentum rule is. I think we know most of that stuff. I, I, I I'm not going to animate that one. I think pretty much we get that momentum rule. We're gonna put a blue and be blue bean bag or a white bean bag where he caught it. And if he gets tackled in there, or if even to decide to just toss the ball out the back back uh, line, it still got became dead in the end zone and then the team gets it back at the two yard line. So let's look at play seven, fourth and three from their own 10 yard line, scrimmage kick by K was blocked so that it rebounds into K's end zone and is muffed out of the end zone by either KRR or is simultaneously recovered into the end zone. So here again, we've got a ball that becomes loose, scrimmage kick by K1, it's blocked into the end zone. Now, who made the ball become loose? The kicker. The blocker did not make the ball come loose because it never hit the ground before he blocked it and it got into the end zone. And so if it's if it then becomes muffed by either K or R in the end zone, it's still gonna be a safety against the kicker, and in uh, in in uh, B, it's going to be if it's simultaneously recovered by K and R. The rule for kicks is that whenever a ball is kicked, then if it's simultaneously recovered, it's going to go to the team that's supposed to be in possession. It's going to be the receivers, and it'll be a touchdown for them. Uh, we have to be careful about where we uh, apply uh, penalties. When there's a penalty during the momentum rule, if the penalty occurs uh, 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 behind the, the pen, uh, behind the momentum, we move it behind the momentum part. I, I think most of us know this one. I'm not going to spend time on the momentum one. We'll go see play eight on this one. And also uh, play nine is another part of momentum. We're going to okay. look at what's that? Actually, Sean, I think this is a great thing to really talk about um, about where we enforce that penalty from. Okay. Right, because that's very important because we got to make sure that we're enforcing it at the correct location. Let's see, was that play eight? I thought... yeah. yeah, play nine. I think it was play nine. This does not look like a kick. Play nine, scrimmage kick, momentum. There we go. All right, so we have a nice big giant kick all the way back where the receiver is backpedaling and picks the ball up here and catches the ball. 
and notice our referee, our back judge is sitting there right there and then runs into the, into the end zone where he is tackled. So we'll look at play 10 a second. Well, that, that we're going to put the ball at the spot of the momentum. So he doesn't get it at the 20. It's not a, it's not a safety. It's because of that moment in there. Now let's look at play 10, which has got a lot more beef in it. I believe. So, oh, this is a different one. I'm sorry. I think play nine has um, explained it very well. Okay. Yeah. Momentum is what, when he, when the receiver first touched the ball, took possession at the three as back penalty and, and, and his momentum took him to the end zone where he was tackled. It's going to be first and 10 at the three. First and 10 at the three. That's right. Now, if there's a, if there's a penalty by the receiving team in the end zone before he was tackled, then it's going to be a safety because that, that penalty was in the end zone. We can, that's, it's, it's part of the, you know, uh, all but one rule and, and they're going to have it in the end zone. So it's going to be a safety against them. If they have a penalty, if the receiving team commits a penalty in the, even with, in their end zone. Even with the momentum rule? Even with the, even with the momentum rule, because they get the ball uh, at the three yard line, but the penalty is behind the line of scrimmage behind that, that, that line, that, that line of scrimmage. So you're going to penalize it at the spot. In the, in the end zone. In the end zone. And if we flip script on that and the uh, receiver is taken down by the face mask, we're going to force that from the spot of momentum? Spot of momentum. So in this case, he caught it at the three. We'd have first and 10 from that 18. Correct. If it's a 15-yard face mask. Correct. Excellent. Okay. Where where are we at with the uh, with the slides? We're up. I'm just looking at time. Okay. Um, I'm just looking at at a couple here, uh, at, and and so let's do this last one here, and I have a takeaway, and then we're going to be done. Is that good with you? Okay. So let's look at this one in more detail. Okay. So you know. We've tried to animate several of these as these plays. We want to emphasize a couple of things. And we'll talk about that in a second. So K1 kicks off to start the second half. The ball is rolling around the seven yard line when R1, when the receivers accidentally or B2 intentionally kicks the ball into his own end zone where R2 recovers. So let's go look at play 11. So here's a kickoff. The ball's rolling around. And it kicks the ball into the end zone and the other person and his colleague picks it up. So first of all, we have a penalty because that's, we're gonna talk about the intentional kick here. However, we wanna talk about the status of the ball. In this case, with this one's a, a false force because uh, that's still, when the kickoff team kicked the ball off, it's still a kick when this uh, receiver 
kicked that ball again. It's an illegal kick, but the ball was still a kick. When it crossed the goal line, it became dead. So this pickup here in the end zone is no longer considered and we'd be whistling at that point. Now the penalty for this one is the penalty occurred during loose ball play. So the only where that, that we can af afford this one is we can't give the ball, if we want the penalty, the kicking team has to kick the ball again or they can give them the touchback. But this is not where we're gonna march it off to the three. So this is where the ball was never in possession of the receiving team. And so it was during loose ball play that penalty occurred. And so the only place that we can assess that is at the kickoff, at a re-kick. Right, and a good point is when you um, enforce it and do a re-kick, make sure you move your down marker so that way you could have you know the instead of having i believe it's at the 35 you have to move, move it um the amount of the penalty yeah and, and remember legal kicks now are 10 yards for us instead of 10 15 they're on the ground so it would be at the 25 oh no it'd be on the it would actually be on the 45 because the, 45, the receiving team committed the penalty right so we want to make sure we understand force is only considered when a loose ball crosses the goal line. So that's one of the things we have to make sure we have. Uh, momentum is only considered when defense secures a ball in the in their back five yard in their five yards and and in the, in the back. And a loose ball can occur only from a forward pass, a backwards pass, a fumble, and an an illegal kick. If as an an illegal kick only occurs on something that the ball's on the ground and whenever that is kicked again it's not considered a kick at that point it's just still a fumble or still a backwards pass uh it's 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 considered whatever it's really considered basically a fumble at that point I wanted to show us real real quick and we'll give this to you guys we've worked on a little grid mark here about what happens in which direction and so uh, we've given a, a, a viewpoint where A is in B's red zone, so they're going in, and these uh, column markers talk about what would happen. So you read this and it says, A fumbles into B's end zone, and then A possesses the ball in the end zone. So basically, they fumbled it forward, and they jumped on it, it's going to be a touchdown. If A fumbles in the end zone and B grabs the ball in the end zone, it's a touchback. Well, this is all obvious for us, right? A fumbles, now still, they force the ball into B's end zone and the ball rolls out of the end zone. Well, then they get a touchback. And if A fumbles into B's end zone and the ball comes and just stops in the end zone and nobody gets it, this is one of the rules that we have, it's a touchdown. Um, same thing, a, a kicks the ball into end zone. Well, if, if A is kicking in a ball into end zone, it, there's no possession by it's it's it it's either dead when it crosses the goal line, or it's a delayed dead to make sure whether it's a score or not. If it's a score, we're going to wait until we see. But there's not going to be there's going to be no touchback or or no score until the ball goes through the piece. So, A fumbles at the five, and B's grounded ball muffs a grounded ball and their energy puts it into their own end zone and A then jumps on it, touchdown. But if they, if A, if the muff puts it in the end zone and B jumps on it, 
when they put it in the end zone, it's safety. Or if B puts it into the end zone and it goes out of the end zone, it's a safety. And again, if the ball goes into the opposing team's team uh, end zone, whether A or B pushed it in there and people walk away, it's a touchdown. Again, we don't want that to happen, but this is for the thoroughness of all the options. Yeah. I think that's a great cheat sheet, um, especially for a pregame, for individual teams to take a look at that and just keep your okay. mind focused. So there's one on the other side, and I won't go through the rest of it, but uh, we welcome you to, to consider each one of those pieces and to look at those uh, basic uh, um, options there. Great. It, it, I mean, I think that's um, some great stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on there. And the information um, on this rule is just can be very, very confusing. So I suggest, you know, we probably all should take some time and really study this, this rule. So that way when this does happen, we're not caught by surprise. And feel free to reach out to any of us if you need clarification or if there's something we got wrong, we'd surely like to make sure that we get it right. There's something that's confusing. Something confusing, but all of us need to know what happens when the ball is forced over the goal line and something weird happens because it does happen. Yeah, I don't think it was confusing. I think it was enlightening. I, I thought it was a great presentation. I was just going to piggyback off of Sean's comment. It's very rare that we do see this in the game, so it's not something that we all have familiarity with, that we've seen it 10, 15, 20 times on the field, like a holding or a face mask. And so it's a very small part of the rule book and very rarely seen on the field, but it does result in either points or possession for a team, which is very important in our game. So it's something that we all need to know and we need to figure out all the intricacies in it. And John, I want to thank you for helping us do that. Absolutely. Yeah, that was great, Sean. Dana, any last words of wisdom? I don't know if I have any wisdom after that. That was a pretty wise presentation. Um, thank you so much for your time and for doing that, gentlemen. That was great information and uh, probably above above anything that I've ever known in football officiating. So I appreciate you taking the time and I hope the officials um, enjoyed it and certainly as uh, you all mentioned if you've got questions or if there's something that you need clarified shoot me an email and I'll make sure I get it to these guys and and they'll uh, field it and uh, this is great information to share so thank you guys again for doing this yeah thanks guys good night